0: I'm Jerry East, and this is my podcast, The COVID-19 Lockdown Account. My mission is to interview 100 everyday people so they can share their story. we we'll document their ups, their downs, and the challenges they face every day. These are historical times, and I hope you enjoy. Stay safe. guys thank you so much for tuning in yet again today i've got ann with me now ann is a hard working mum and is actually a legal assistant as well as she teaches you a bit of yoga she used to teach yoga for me when she was over in the uk but now she's living back over in canada so Anne, how are we doing at the moment
1: uh hello, jerry it's, um Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's um, it's good. Um, I think uh, it's been quite an experience that um, I don't know if I was fully prepared for, and uh, I think I learned from it every day.
0: Mm, mm, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it is just a bizarre thing that's going on all the, way, all the way around the world at the moment, and something that you couldn't even write in a book. What's the um, what's it like over there? I suppose is the big question. Um. So what? What uh, is the public like? Is, is there lockdown? What does that look like for you guys?
1: So I think, the, I think what's interesting about Canada is because of how vast it is, the different provinces, I think, have handled um, COVID a little bit differently in each province. So where I live, I live on, on the West Coast. I live on Vancouver Island. So we tend to be a little bit more sheltered. Um, it 's not as large a metropolitan area as as cities such as Vancouver, and certainly not as as congested as cities such as uh, as Toronto in the east. so people are a little bit more spread out here also it 's west coast, so there 's more coastline so actually um, we 've not i don 't think we 've had quite the same experience that other parts of Canada have. Um, I know, for example, in Alberta, which is our next province one over, um, people were stocking up a little bit more on weapons and guns than they were in British Columbia. British Columbia is a different culture, different vibe. So we had more lineups of people shopping for uh, marijuana-based products, which are legal here. So, for example, Farm, which is a great little shop, which sells all sorts of um, um, marijuana-related goods, had lineups out the door. Immediately prior to lockdown, so people were just stocking up on on what they considered essentials. So comparatively, (laughs) Canada's got different ways of approaching it, just based on the culture and the region that you live in.
0: Um, I think I'm fairly lucky. What's that? Guns and weed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guns and weed, (laughs) and what's British Columbia? So. yeah so people just have different different approaches to it, so they shut down schools um, it coincided with our spring break, which was which was two weeks long, right when the shutdown happened. Um, all the parents that had their kids booked into like drama club and drama camp and basketball camp all that got canceled just on the mon the Monday of the first week of spring break, so it was kind of shades of things to come i wasn't surprised when the schools shut, and the teachers have done their best to provide online learning platforms for the kids I know the school my my sons go to um, because my sons are six and eight the school provided um, if we didn't have access to laptops for both of them we actually borrowed my, my laptop's fine but it's not up to date with software and stuff so they actually loaned us a couple of school iPads and stuff for the kids to stay learning and the teachers have kept in contact with them with with the parents and they've sent out work just to keep them I mean, it's not super accountable like you it's it's up to you as a parent whether or not your kids do it. Yeah, Um, of course. Nobody's getting the feedback loop, but there's there's it's people are conscientious. It's there for the kids to stay involved with.
0: Mm -hmm. And what's the feeling in the household?
1: Um, well, some people work from home. Some people have been able to work from home um the job i'm in were considered an essential service um as part of the legal community because i work at a law firm while the office is shut to the public we're allowed to go in if we want to or we're allowed to work from home if we want to some of the hours were reduced a bit for staff that work on an hourly wage um but only by a reasonable amount i think the idea was that if we all kind of pull together and keep working really hard without knowing how much work is still going to keep rolling in um yeah. then people knew that that at least they were guaranteed um a little bit more job security so I haven't been negatively affected by COVID other than the fact that my dad's in hospital at the moment and I can't visit him so yeah so my dad had a fall um over two weeks ago I think it was three weeks ago and he ended up um hitting his head quite badly and then he developed bacterial pneumonia and has been in hospital ever since and we can't go visit him so it's it's interesting because on the one hand I it, like it's it's terrible not being able to visit him but on the other hand I get the feeling he's probably more safe and protected because they're so scrupulously clean in the in the local okay. um, <clears throat> hospital that actually I I I, be, I feel he's actually possibly in the safest place he could be Maybe that's just foolish, but it's I mean it's really difficult not being able to visit him. We can FaceTime and we do. Um but that's the hardest part for me at the moment.
0: Yeah. No, I can imagine. I'm sorry to hear that. Um but yeah, like you say, he's, he's probably in the safest place and probably the cleanest place with yeah, the most um precautions put in place as well in the local hospital. Um so yeah, what at work, what kind of um has anything kind of been a little bit more rife have you had more of something that you're not used to is it all pretty much you know business as usual for you guys what's what's the feel there
1: so what's interesting for me because my particular role is i'm a legal conveyancer so i do residential real estate conveyancing so making sure that mortgages get registered Mm -hmm. purchases sales refinances all happens and it's very paperwork heavy which actually requires a lot of the client signing signing documents law is always slow to catch up with anything so while we can get away with some clients not physically personally signing doc some documents the land titles office still requires that certain things get physically signed and we're still not at the point where a client can through video conferencing sign a pile of documents and then quietly secretly return them to your office the next day some things still have to be done as much as possible in person um so it 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 makes me realize that there's some industries that will probably be actually ahead of the ahead of the 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 curve and some will be slow to catch up depending on on the 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 area it is so in terms of how we've had to balance things like we'll just make clients bring their own pen sign sign them up outside my boss signs people up outside of the ymca which is right around the corner from the office um there's one lawyer he'll be famous for getting people to sign stuff on the hood of their car we've got a little table downstairs sometimes so we, we manage people are pretty they're pretty reasonable about it um everyone washes their hands a lot and i think we just kind of hope for the best yeah, but yeah, yeah. i do feel we're sheltered because of our geography because we are on an island and actually um it's it's not it's not like there's a huge amount of people randomly showing up on mm. vancouver
0: island what well, do you know the, do you know the population of vancouver island roughly or anything like that i might see if i can look it up quick <laughs>
1: Oh, the population of Vancouver Island. I think it's grown since I lived here last. Um,
0: I'm looking at her.
1: Yeah. I could speculate, and, and I'll probably be off by... Uh, I, I probably... No, I can't. I don't... I, I feel... 500,000?
0: To... You're not <laughs> far off. It says 870 here, so it's, it's, you know, it's, under, it's under a million. So it's 870,000 on there. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. There's still quite a lot of people.
1: It's still quite a lot of people that tend to, yeah, that tend to come and go. The buses are empty. Like, it's shocking. The yeah, buses yeah, yeah. are free. Ghost the town. Ghost buses driving around. Yeah. But, the, I mean, the, the shops have, have compressed their opening hours. But I don't know if that altogether, like, to me, I don't, that doesn't make much sense. Because all that does is mean that you've got the same amount of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get, waiting to get in. So, some of the shops, like for example, Walmart, they've expanded their hours again. So, instead of shutting at eight, now they shut at 10, which is only one hour less than what they used to shut at. So, it makes it a bit easy because then there's fewer people waiting to get and fewer people around, and people are just less stressed out now that things feel like they're quietly returning to normal. Um,
0: yeah. I think people are just don't... doing that in their head. That's a mental thing. They're just believing it's back to normal when it's not. And we're getting that over in this country as well. We're getting just people, mass gatherings and stuff. What shops are open there? Is it just supermarkets?
1: So the main grocery stores are open, but then there will be like all sorts of other shops and places that are, are still open. So for example, today I bought it because the gyms are shut. Yeah. Um, I have <laughs> decided to train for, for, for a triathlon. So I decided to buy myself a new bike. Uh, the bike shop was open, had a big sign on it that said, you know, we're limiting people that come in. So this afternoon, it was just myself, one other customer and her sons, she needed, the, the other customer needed to get her husband in for his opinion on her kid's bike. And they're like, no, he can't come in either. One of your sons has yes. to step outside. Like we'll switch. Cause they said, it's not worth the fine. We'll get fined $50,000 if we, if we break the, 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 um, the number policy. Oh wow. Well, so there's so, a big point in place. Big fun. And I didn't know that I didn't know it was 50,000. That seemed, it seems a lot. I mean, it's, it's fine. Great. Whatever the number is, it's fine. But, and they're sticking to it in a really nice way. And Canadians are really easygoing and nice and passive aggressive instead of angry. So we're like, Oh, okay, that's fine. Sorry. So yeah, she was fine with it. She's just like, okay, well, my son's can go out. My husband can come in. It's all normal. So, um, so bike, some bike shops are open. Um, Obviously gyms not, weirdy little cafes will be open you can still sometimes go in and not that they're weird i don't mean to say it like that but just once yeah, you just wouldn't necessarily uh, expect them to be open is like, oh, yeah. it's like that open um and the major coffee shop in in canada the canadian one tim hortons which i don't know if it's international yet was named after a famous hockey player that's open for take for takeout and My yet time. starbucks is shut. so starbucks you can't get your starbucks but you can get your tim hortons so People are just, they're getting their donuts, their coffee at Tim Hortons. Wow. And I i kind of envision a time when we'll go back to wondering why Starbucks seems so important. Do you know what I mean? Because it's breaking a pattern.
0: Well, if, if if everyone moves over to the other coffee chain, it's probably time to buy shares in their, uh, <laughs> in their business, I would have thought, because they're the only coffee shop open in Canada. Uh, that's yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's pretty much two identical um Style of shop, and one is open and one isn't.
1: And that's probably down to corporate corporate decisions. One probably did the risk analysis and said, "No, we don't want it. It's not worth it. It's probably um, we'll take the hit." I don't. I mean, I don't know the thinking behind it, but everybody's grateful for the places that are open. Take takeouts popular. Skip the dishes, which is like a delivery mm-hmm. system, is super popular um the weed shops are still open so the people. Shot. <laughs> they shut for like a week and then everyone got worried about the supply chain and then i don't know people are still growing but i know i keep talking about weed like I, like it's super important but it's just interesting as a because it's also fairly new that it's all legal and regulated here too and yeah i think it seems meanwhile in alberta because they had to ban semi-autumn automatic weapons because the most recent horrible horrible shooting over eastern Canada I don't know if that made British press or not but this denturist lost his mind and shot a whole bunch of people one day which was like the biggest mass shooting I think probably ever in Canada so the government's like no you know what we don't need semi-automatic weapons in no. in Canada like stop that so um and actually quite quickly the legend you, you could never do that in America because the gun lobbies and stuff but and the Albertans were a little bit, well, not all of them, obviously, but like a handful were like, well, that's, that, that makes me unhappy. But it's like, well, I know it's not COVID related, but it's interesting how, you know, five minutes ago, they were all stocking up on certain weapons. And now there's this sort of culture once again, which is like, just rain it in a bit. Let's keep our mm-hmm. eye on the big picture, which is just reasonable living. So yeah, the toilet paper hoarding has seems to have, ebbed away too. And I think people are relieved that the supply of anything continues yeah. and makes us realize that actually we globally, not maybe globally, because that, that's not true, but in certain countries, there actually is, in Canada, there is enough food and it is not absurdly priced. And at this point in time, it's unlikely that we are going to starve or need to fight each other for the last remaining, whatever, chicken. So, <laughs> think people feel a little bit of comfort that they've got a couple of pay cycles. I worry about the small businesses that haven't been able to function or the businesses that might not be eligible for any interim funding or people mm. who don't have resources. Mm. I, I mean, if you're not working or got temporarily laid off. I don't, and your kids are home. I can't actually imagine how that, I, I, I don't want to imagine that. I just kept going to work. Yeah. I just kept working very Thank hard. As bottle. hard as I, did. <laughs> I stay in my little zone. My mum looks after my boys during the day, and then we worry about my dad at night. So it's my COVID experience is more sort of about just, just kind of getting through the circumstances, but not really thinking about the pandemic. Mm. Probably, I guess how humans cope. We just we you, you can't think about it all, or you it's upsetting it's like thinking about the universe it's too big
0: i think a lot of people are doing that um the people i'm 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 talking to anyway are very much focused either on themselves or the people that are around them um as well as i've spoken to a few business people that you know doing a lot with their clients but everybody else um is pretty much just focusing on their, their inner circle and I think that's what, the way that it's going to work. You know, if you look after yours, I look after mine. And I think that's a great attitude at the moment as well. Is there anything that you're doing now or at the moment that you haven't done in the past? Is there anything that you've uh, you brought back, if you like? Some people are playing ball games. Is there anything that you're doing that's a little bit different to usual, other than staying in a lot?
1: I built my children um, a combat room. I've got. I've got a spare bedroom. I've I've been planning to do it for a while, but I just bought extra equipment. Pool noodles, bats, balls. Yeah. Soft thing. Um, there's a box car that they built and that's I call it their um I call it the games room. Yeah. Or the mar the combat room. And when they when they're a bit too punchy, they just go up there and then Pretty much just pretend they're Jedi's and just bash each other for a bit in a good natured <laughs> way, of course, uh, in a really stereotypical boy way. So that's new. I bought an outdoor basketball hoop because they, I, I don't think the local basketball hoops are available anymore. I think they've taped them up or whatever. Although I don't really understand the science behind that. So I've got that now in the back. So. um I think I was motivated to get a bike for myself so I could go out cycling more with the kids. I'm not a confident cyclist at all because I'm just never learned as a child. So that's all kind of new. So that's kind of forced me to do that. Um, I've always been a big fan of board games and chess and stuff and mm. I'm trying to limit screen time anyway with the kids. So um, there's less, well, there's no interaction with them and, and their friends, which is, um, I don't know if they've actually even noticed. I think I was so intent on them making sure that they had friend time for the past few months that now that they don't have it, it it's, I, they, ha- they don't really even talk about it very much. They talk about their friends, kind of like, oh, we'll see. That Sometimes we drive down the road and my son will be like, oh, look, there's whatever,
0: you ah. know,
1: Benita or Larry or whatever their names are. And <laughs> they just kind of look nostalgic, like, oh, we knew them once. We'll see them yeah. again at some point. Um, I don't think they meant, kids are oddly resilient. It makes me glad that I, that there's two of them because it's like having two dogs, they can just yeah. amuse themselves. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think if it was like, well, seven or one, I think that would be like problematic, more problematic for my parenting style. Because as it is, I can just be like, go and beat each other up. Dinner will be at seven. And <laughs> I'm out of my head. <laughs> so hats off to people with different arrangements and child numbers i don't i think this is I, i'm getting through this i'll i'll be fine this is this is okay for me anything yeah, yeah. different and i think i couldn't like imagine if i had like 17 daughters and they all had long hair and i had to braid it every morning <laughs> like i would never get to work no. that's an absurd example but <laughs> it. that would take a lot of time
0: the skinhead <laughs> a of all
1: of this. or they'll just <laughs> braid each other's this whole little line of each one braiding the next one like some old-timey american <laughs> colonial family <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well i think they've probably still got that out in the amish community something like that so what's um i suppose that there's there's no talk of anything being lifted yet um I think I haven't heard anything over here, but I suppose for you guys it still do what you're doing and we'll let you know.
1: I think on my last Monday, they announced that restrictions were going for another two, two full weeks. Uh-huh. So, so that's, yes. Yeah, so that's, that just kind of continues. It will be, that'd be it 10
0: will weeks. that will be 10 weeks. For you. Uh, no, that'd be nine weeks from last week. Cause you're in your eighth week this week, right? Yeah. Okay, so that'll be nine weeks for you guys. Okay,
1: and then, we, and then I was going to say I don't. Nobody's going to go back to school until at least September.
0: Yeah, I think that's the same over here as well, and that's. You know, I think it's the right attitude. It's, it's not. We're getting the hang of it, kind of, kind of. When it comes to homeschooling over here, I know your kids are a bit older, but you know, for for my daughters, it's it's okay, um, and I don't think it's, it's not that. Um, School isn't about, you know, the real in-depth learning now, although they're taking a lot up. It's a lot of, more about skills, relationship building, definitely for, for my youngest. And then Madeline now is about learning basics, which we can kind of do because it's, you know, it's not in-depth stuff, even though some of the stuff they send through is. Um, how are you guys getting on? How how the kids getting on with school? How are they taking well, to the way of learning?
1: My mum... My mom- My mom is a retired teacher, so for her, I mean, I I can't complain, because she's, I I mean, I personally, maybe because I'm a product of the 70s, but, and my mom taught me, I was actually homeschooled for a year myself anyway, so I know my mom's got, she's got a wealth of resources, but we kind of like, they do a little bit of what they're supposed to do on the computer, but we're both a big fan of the boys sitting down and using like workbooks just to do basic skills. So we've got this great little set of, um, it, like there's there's Star Wars theme-based activity books that both boys have, and they've got like math ones and English ones. So they get a lot of basic skills and reinforcement, but all through all through star Wars. They're, they're like, they're amazing. I, they, they're available in the UK. I think they're scholastic actually. And, and they're available here. So my mom's got those for them. We've got a bunch of other stuff. So she just sits down with them every day and comes up with different, different kind of um, um, activities for them, for them to do based on that. And the other thing my mom likes to do, which which is something she did with me as a child is she reads the newspaper with them. So uh-huh. she'll sit there yeah just like a broadsheet newspaper like just sit there and going through the articles and sometimes they cut out articles and sometimes she gets them to to read them and the, she found an article in there about our local hospital and when we were talking to my dad the other day on the phone um or on on FaceTime he cuz he's he's the the pneumonia and the medication he's on has caused a little bit of Mental delirium, so he's not entirely sure all the time where he is. So, when we we're talking to him, my mom said, Well, you're in the hospital. James took his newspaper article with, with the picture of the hospital and he pointed to it and he said, Look, Granddad, this is where you are. I mean, he's only six, it was interesting seeing yeah. him make the connection between a newspaper story, a picture of a hospital, the fact that that's where Granddad is. and it all kind of made sense. We're just kind of earnestly holding up this little newspaper article and pointing to it. He said, "Look, this is this is exactly where you are." So, um, yeah, they're funny kids because they're like little sponges and they they're just picking up stuff all the time. It it does show. I I I mean, I taught for a while in the UK and I'm not always convinced that boys in particular absorb all the content that gets thrown at them. No, I think there's like kids like kids boys in particular can go through great chunks of their school life and not actually absorb a lot of the content, the substantive content, they're learning all the other things, all how to negotiate, how to how to get out of activities, how to <laughs> how to just be a human being. But I don't always feel it's about the Jacqueline Hyde analysis or the war poem or the quadratic equation or whatever. I don't think they necessarily all hit that. Where, the, where they're supposed to which is I think a flaw in the education system and I think the pandemic kind of like highlights the flaws in in our thinking thinking that everybody yeah. has to be learning the same way we all have to be doing this and sitting in our desks and actually no if you put a person in lockdown they go squirrely like no wonder kids behave poorly in school sometimes when actually you're stuffing them in a seat and forcing them to do stuff adults don't like it look at us complaining oh i want my netflix woohoo i want to i want my freedom back like i so why is it any different for for children um one thing i think that gets missed in the whole overall approach to, to the pandemic is i don't feel there's enough um emphasis and maybe it's different in the uk but there doesn't seem to me to be enough emphasis on actually what people can do to physically stay healthy by themselves there seems to be this kind of overall culture about oh it's okay you're in lockdown you can kind of like do what you want but actually i don't feel there's enough but for people being like hey you know what it's not okay to be sitting still do yeah. some ex- do some exercise like do some stuff to make yourself fitter and more fighting fit because you're going to step out the door after this, the restrictions are lifted and you want your immune system to be ready. Like you want to, like, this is like beyond Thunderdome. Like you want to be like, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out some dystopic analogies here. You want to be Mad Max ready, like fight. You got to be the apocalypse and actually you got to be strong and lean and tough. And if you've been sitting and, and, boredom eating and not moving around you are probably not at your most optimum you and just because your gym's shut that does not mean it's like because to me there's this attitude that we are in the zone between boxing day and new year's day you know that horrible seven days where everything goes to shit goes to heck that's what it reminds me of it's like no people we're not in that zone we're actually in a fighting zone like get get yourself strong because actually that that vaccine's not going to be around in five months or 12 or 18. I predict we're not going to see a meaningful vaccine for at least two years. So it's a little little bit of Darwin going on here. Let's be ready for, for our own bodies to be healthy.
0: I've got, well, I've got a lot, a lot of time for that. Obviously you're preaching what I, 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 spurt really. And, uh, I think that people are going to struggle mentally if they're just fueling their body with poison, if they're not being active, if they're not focusing on looking after themselves. Mental health is on the decline anyway because of what's going on. It wasn't in a good place to start with. And I think that people are just going to get themselves into even more of a hole if they're just going to fuel themselves with terrible food, not do anything active, and, and have to stay in. You know, there was a study that showed that the air inside houses are the most polluted they've been in years because people don't open doors and windows; they just lock themselves away, um, which is causing all sorts of um, respiration problems. And that's why there's such a huge increase in things like asthma, allergies, and stuff like that because of how poor the air quality is in people's homes. Probably not for Canadians, but definitely for the for the UK. There's a little bit more, a little bit more space out where you guys are which is, it is very sad. Are you, are you doing any yoga personally? Because for those of you watching, Anne is also a yoga instructor, uh, when she's not a legal assistant and now a, a part-time school teacher at home. Um, are you uh, are you practicing yourself at all?
1: I find, um, I find that, yeah, I mean, part of my yoga, the, the joy I find in yoga is doing it with other people. Um, mm-hmm. I never had a strong solo yoga practice anyway, even when I was a teacher. I preferred to make my yoga always something that involved other people. I I see very much the connection between yoga practice and social social behavior. Some yogis are great. They can grind out their home practice and they're fine with that. I'm an extrovert. I need people around me. Mm. I need people to motivate me. I don't really like doing anything alone. It's tedious to me. So, Um, I tend to, this is my home yoga practice. I get up in the morning, I have a coffee and a shower. Then I do a bunch of headstands. I do all my inversions in the morning. Um, and then I'll do some sun salutations. And by the, then by that point, it's usually time to hot roll my hair and get my ass out the door and go to work. So, um, I like to run in the evenings, sometimes at lunchtime actually. And I bought a wet, a wetsuit for ocean swimming um or like swimming because I live on an island and I can swim outside because I'm tired of the fact that the pools won't be open so yeah I'm when I go for runs I just do like park workouts I just do like a lot of tricep dips and Mm push-ups and stuff and jumping jacks and all the good stuff that I would do uh, like in a gym I just like to do it outdoors but yeah my yoga practice um no I miss I miss groups of people doing yoga together because that's what makes it fun um, and meaningful for me. And I like the energy in a room of of other yogis practicing. I find it's okay by myself. I can do some stuff, but I don't, it's not where my joy lies. The joy for me with yoga comes from being with other people. I mean, that's what yoga means. It means union. And I need that for my practice to be important to me. I'm sure there's people out there that are really great. They can do it. They're super motivated. Hats off to them. I envy them. I can't, But yeah, if that suffered a little bit, but it will always be there and it will come back. And the minute all this is over, who knows when I'll just find a group of people and throw down some yoga with them. And it will be (laughs) like nothing.
0: Throw down some yoga. I love that. Fantastic. And, (laughs) you know, is there anything that's... um any kind of advice you've been given or has anyone helped you out of anything and you've you've had a bit of an aha moment or anything during this time
1: um i I've, I've been i've been criticized by various people i know um friends and family members who think i'm complacent uh-huh. and they think i've got a cavalier attitude about covid probably because i don't i'm not freaking out about it yeah i don't out wearing a face mask because i don't wear one to work so i don't i i don't necessarily think that from what i've read it's going to actually solve (laughs) solve anything um and i've being told I'm complacent and cavalier and I mean it probably doesn't help that typically I I don't refer to it as COVID I've just I renamed it Clovidia because it just sounded better (laughs) so people would be like you don't take it seriously it's like well I everybody takes things seriously in their own way Uh, social media people tend to say a lot about how they feel about about COVID I don't because I, I don't, I can't really add anything to the conversation. So I just tend to on my Facebook post pictures of something I've cooked or something I planted in the garden or something
0: Good.
1: my kids are doing or something. And I'm not, so I've actually had, I even had a friend who contacted me from the UK who said, you think you're going to be immune from it just because you're healthy and you do yoga and you run and you're being complacent. It's like, well, that's not what's going on in my head. You can't assume that just because you're freaking out in your way, and I'm dealing it with in mine. So, it's really interesting when people layer on their own their own anxieties and kind of project them forth. I'm not doing anything different or abnormal. I'm just not being aggressively uh, worried about it because I that, I don't think you can get through anything by worrying. No,
0: no.
1: Um, you can be sensible but you why worry that's I'm not going to give myself anxiety by worrying about it I'm going to go worry about my dad I'm going to worry about that's the energy better spent because actually that's out of my my control so yeah so that's weird when people turn not turn on you but just layer on their own their own problems I'm kind of like you know what that's your problem I'm gonna I'll, I'll maybe I shouldn't call it a yet. it does sound better though
0: um, I, I quite
1: like the video. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, we would prefer not to catch. Um, that's about it, really. Yeah, that just people being weird sometimes within friendship and family. Family members, too. It's like, what? Like, no, stop it. Let's pull together. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
0: No. That was well, unexpected. I think, I think you do, everyone needs to deal with this the way that they see fit. And as long as you're mentally, I, I, no one's got any authority to tell you how you can think uh, I think that's just that, that those people are obviously very scared and very worried and think that you should be worrying everybody panic it's ridiculous so uh, yeah I, I wouldn't worry too much about them so we're going to bring this into a bit of a close because uh, I understand it's quite late over there and you probably want to go to bed so yeah. I'll, uh, I'll ask you the last couple of questions if you could and i ask everyone this question Anna, and I did kind of warn you about it as I do other people um if you were to go back then, if you were to go back to when this all started, which was coming up eight weeks for you to yeah, eight weeks ago for you, what would you kind of say to yourself for reassurance or for any advice? Is there anything that you'd tell yourself?
1: Um, oh, I think I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put so much time into planning all the all the activities I paid for for my kids that <laughs> that they won't be doing now. I had this whole, I had this whole great schedule worked out for them. They were going to be, by this point, they would have been Jedi's. They were, <laughs> oh, I had them booked into ice skating and martial arts and drama camp and all sorts of really fantastic things. And I, yeah, I think I, I don't think I'll ever get that money back. <laughs> that money back. Either. So yeah, I think I would have done less over planning for the kids' lives. And actually, maybe they don't need all that stuff anyway. They, they seem pretty happy without it. Um, I think, I'm glad I didn't go all panic shopping either. Um, that was, I'm glad I didn't do that. Because to me, there was nothing weirder than seeing Canadians walk around with either massive amounts of toilet paper, or if they couldn't find toilet paper, massive massive amounts of roll paper and tissues. It's like, you're Clavidia won't give you diarrhea. Why are you <laughs> stocking up on <laughs> that? But that was... Yeah, I, I'm not even answering your question at this point. I think I just wanted to comment on that. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know, probably just about the kids' activities. Um, I think everything else is... Oh, yeah, and who knew that ga- gasoline was going to be so cheap? I didn't... Is it cheap over there? It's super cheap here.
0: Yeah, it has got cheaper here. A lot of the, um, a lot of the money on, on the fuel here is, is tax, so that never changes. Um but yes it has dropped a lot. In fact, on the markets, oil by barrel went into the minus for, for a moment of time uh during um during April, which is unheard of. It's crazy. So it dropped that low, it, it became minus to take it out of the ground, which meant you lost money in the oil business. Um so that probably worried quite a lot of people over in the uh over in the Middle East as well as you know, that's going to have a direct impact on the uh, American economy, I would have thought as well. But, yeah, oil. It's just stuff that we're seeing at the moment, is just the craziest stuff in the world. I've like, never seen, could never, couldn't even write it in a book and someone would believe you. So that's why, that's kind of why we're doing this right now. I
1: probably, I probably would have invested in um, in airlines and maybe like uranium. Like, I probably would have got, I probably would have got super smart suddenly about, about stocks and I would have, yeah, I would have stocked up Air Canada, any of the airlines because they've all, been such a hit, I would have bought a bunch. Yeah, I probably would have, yeah. If I, if somebody had warned me, I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm going to take this money I've got. I'm going to buy us. I'm going to just uranium and airplanes and not <laughs> children's activities. Children's
0: activities as well. I love that. I love that. Okay, right. well, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go to bed now, and thank you so much for your time today, Anne. It's been, it's been amazing. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's, it's, well, it must be about 6 o'clock at my end, and it must be, well, no, coming up to 7 now at my end, and it must be coming up to 11 at yours. So it's a bit of a... Is that coming up right? to
1: 11.
0: Yeah, yeah, about 10 to 11. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's so much stuff in there, but I think that definitely what you said about the flaws in thinking when it comes to education, something in the future is going to have to have to change i think we've become um very confident in the educational machine that we've got uh, because no one's been looking at it forever and now suddenly all parents are looking at it because they're now actually involved in it and they're kind of thinking hang about <sighs> this either is working or, or it's it's really not working for some people and i think that there needs to be an element of individuality that I think the onus needs to come onto the parents really for that. Um, they need to recognise what their kids are good or not good at, and and maybe an element of home learning could stay with parents moving forward, especially in the younger years. Um, but yeah, I think there is definitely a lot of flaws in the educational system at the moment, and that's no fault of teachers at all. Um, I think that is definitely the um, a lot higher up than that, and you know. I love the fact that Canadians go mad for weed and guns. That's just, I don't love the fact, as you know, that I scrap that. I think it's crazy the fact that they just first instinct buy guns and get weed. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for today. I hope I hope so much. I'm going to be seeing you out and about doing more yoga um, over in Canada and online and stuff because uh, you know you've always had amazing reviews from when you were doing it at my place. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best moving forward. Um, just to close off for everybody who has watched, A, thank you so much for, uh, for taking time out and, and having a little listen or a watch of this video or podcast, depending on what platform you're using. If you have enjoyed this podcast, you know what's coming, guys, if you've heard one before. Please invite your friends to come and listen uh, or to come and have a watch, depending on what you enjoyed the most. And if you have liked it, guys, please leave us a cheeky little comment below in the comments box. Keep it clean and be nice, or we'll just get rid of it. Uh, and last but not least, if you have enjoyed it and you do have a voice, you'd like to talk to me about your experience during the lockdown, please do message me either at ABC Gym on Facebook, or just put something in the comments and I'll be in touch. But for now, thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you soon. Thanks again, Anne. Thank you so much. All right.
1: Thanks, Jerry. Bye, everyone.